The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what, they had, what, by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This past Sunday, which was yesterday, I spoke about the reality of the Holy Family. The reality that, indeed, to imitate their virtues means that we have to be willing to inject faith, hope, and charity into the midst of the pains and sufferings of family life. So often we can easily fall into this prosperity gospel mentality that if I pray well enough, if I do enough of the right things, then everything will work out just dandy for me in my life. I won't have to worry about anything. All suffering will be taken away. I'll get cured cancer. All of this stuff will happen if I just pray well enough. Well, we know that the prosperity gospel is not something that is true. And indeed, today we celebrate the maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on this great solemnity, on this octave of Christmas itself. We celebrate the reality of the Blessed Mother's maternity. She is the mother of God himself, Jesus Christ, who was born for us, who died for us, who rose from the dead for us, so as to offer us eternal life. We celebrate the maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mother. The beauty of that maternity is that so often we think that when the Blessed Mother made her fiat, when she said, let it be done to me according to thy word, and became the mother of God, she understood what she was getting herself into. We think that with this false understanding sometimes of how this all worked out, we think that the Blessed Mother had a good understanding, full understanding of what was going to be entailing her entire life with our Lord Jesus Christ. She understood the basics, what was revealed in the Old Testament. She understood that indeed her son would probably have to suffer. She understood that he would die for our sins. There's no way that she fully understood the reality, the immense grief she would face as she watched him hang on a cross. There's no way she fully understood the reality of the resurrection of her son on that resurrection Easter day. There's no way that she fully understood those 30 years of silence with him in Nazareth. You see, my brothers and sisters, another fallacy we often fall into is we think that we have to have some degree of perfect understanding before we can say yes to God. Now, I get this a lot whenever I'm asked for discernment advice for young men and women. They come to me and they're looking to try to make this answer, and I fell into the same thing myself. I wanted God to make it absolutely clear where I was going. Like, show me a little bit of the trials ahead, give me the obstacles so I can prepare for them, and then I'll probably say yes, Lord. But, but give me an idea beforehand. We want that 30,000-foot view that gives us a good trajectory of where we're going. 
The beautiful part of God is he often doesn't give us that. If we're lucky, we get a view of what the next step is. But even that might be a little hazy. Because the reality is, if we got that 30,000-foot view and we understood how all of our future is going to play out, what good is faith? We wouldn't need it. We can just base it off of my own knowledge. I can do it all myself. I figured it all out. I got the best idea. The beauty of the Blessed Mother in that moment when she said, let it be done to me, she didn't know the whole story. She didn't know exactly how it would all play out. But she had one thing that was necessary. She knew that she was loved by the Father. She knew that she would give her life for the reality of whatever he asked. She knew that indeed whatever he asked would be for the glory of his name and the sanctification of her soul. She knew what she needed to know, and she stepped forward boldly into the darkness of faith. So in the beginning of this new year, my brothers and sisters, as we leave one year behind us and we start another one, a great way to continue discernment, maybe those New Year's resolutions you're trying to figure out you want to make, don't forget God in those resolutions. Amidst all the physical things we need to do, let us not forget our soul. But as you continue to move forward and discern that, I give you this encouragement. Sometimes we are fearful of the future because we doubt that God can actually take care of us. For whatever reason, we poor human beings fear that somehow God's going to abandon me in the future. Somehow, Him asking me to do this isn't going to work out. Whenever you're faced with that fear, whether it's this day, whether it's just into the new year, I encourage you to look back for just a little brief moment. And you show me one place in your life, one moment in your life where God literally abandoned you. If you can prove to me one place where God actually lifted his hands off and said, yeah, I'm done, then indeed fear for the future. But because I'm confident that has never happened and never will happen, that can give us confidence moving into the future because if he's never failed us for 2,000 years in this church, if he's never failed us throughout all of human history, If he's never failed you throughout your past, why is he going to start in the future? Let us move forward with confident faith, my brothers and sisters, like the Blessed Mother. Let us know that our Lord has never abandoned us. Let us, with the Blessed Mother, say, Fiat, let it be done to me according to thy word, and take that step into the darkness of faith. Be not afraid, my brothers and sisters, to make changes in your life this year. Look back at what the Lord has done in one year and look forward to what he will do in the next. You have no idea what he has in store for you. And the more you try to figure it out, the more anxious you're going to become. But let us take the lesson from the Blessed Virgin Mary. She didn't have it all figured out when she said, let it be done. But she had the one thing figured out she needed. She knew that she was loved by God. She knew that she would love him above all things. She knew that in whatever trials were to face her, she could endure them not by her own strength, but by the grace of God Almighty. As you move into the unknown of this new year, my brothers and sisters, do not trust in yourselves. Trust in the one who comes down on this altar. Trust in the Blessed Mother who's interceding for you. Trust in your patron saints who are constantly praying for you and guiding you. Trust in your guardian angels who've been assigned to you. Trust in God Almighty. He knows you better than himself, better than you know yourself, and who's leading you to true happiness. Then indeed, my brothers and sisters, one day at a time, all of us in this parish will be led to a greater sanctity than we ever could have planned for ourselves. May the Blessed Mother place all of us under her loving mantle, 
May she guide and protect us throughout this new year. And may every single day, may we imitate her in saying, Let it be done to me according to thy will.